0: Before we continue to sing who is Jesus for you who is Jesus for you you know we have a tendency to respond only when he does something for us and that is okay we have a responsibility to respond when the Lord does something for us But are you going to have that same response every moment you think about who he is and not what he can do for you? I believe God has proven himself time and time again that he is a faithful God, he has proven it to us. He has proven it to us over and over and over again so who is God to you yes he healed you yes he provided for you but he, who is he for you he's our creator He is our creator he's our deliverer he is our Savior Everything that we need, we cannot live without His presence. Somebody say, Amen to that. And I would like for everybody to sing it with us because of who you are. Come on, because of who you are.
1: and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Rise Up Time here on LFA TV. I am the host of this show here at 9 a.m. every single day, Monday through Friday, Jeremy Harrell. And it is a blessing. It is an absolute blessing that we can get thousands of people to not only watch live, but even five times that to watch after we're live. And who do we give that glory to? Jehovah Jireh. Elohim. Adonai. There's so many beautiful names for God, but I like to just call him Father. And you know the name that we say Yahweh. Yes, that is God's name. As well. And that's God's name straight from his mouth right to Moses. Yahweh. Now, godly Jews feel that that name is so powerful that they they don't even have the ability to say it. And I understand fearing the Lord, but I would imagine, knowing Christ as I do... That as long as we are not blaspheming the name of our God, Creator, and we are, His name or the names that we have for Him is on our lips, I would imagine He would smile from ear to ear, not strike you down for saying it. That doesn't make any sense. Amen? Ladies and gentlemen, I am so incredibly grateful. For this 9 a.m. hour. That God directed me to do this. Because through this show. Not only is this show growing and gaining. Viewers and followers to to, to the word. To the message. But lives are changing. And people are coming so close to God. More than they ever have in their lives. Do you know that I get emails. When I can read them. (laughs) When I can read them of, of course. But I do get emails and messages. That tell me. I've been. I was raised in the church. I know that Bible from front to back. I could take you to any verse, any time, any day. Challenge me. Let's go. But then it's always followed up with I have learned more about my journey with Jesus and my God, my Father, my Creator in this 150 some odd episodes of Rise Up than I've learned my whole life in the church. Now, that does two things for me. That makes me smile from ear to ear with happiness and joy. And it makes me sad that you spent an entire lifetime with people that are supposed to be guiding you the right way and they have not been. Typical. Or maybe, maybe they were and you just didn't respond to their teaching like you respond to this teaching, I don't know. What I do know is that we are here for a reason. I, a lowly servant of the Lord, who spent my entire life being ungodly, was chosen for this reason. Now I wasn't chosen to save you because I can't do that. I wasn't chosen to lift you up out of your despair and loneliness and depression. Jesus does that. Kittenhead said, that's me. I went to Catholic school, only learned guilt and shame. And that's not supposed to be the way it is. Guilt and shame? We're supposed to be learning joy and peace Joy and peace, not guilt and shame. Mag American said, you were chosen for his glory. There is a serious fellowship gap in America since COVID. Amen. Nancy says, I've learned more about Jesus from Rise Up. And I thank you for that. All glory goes to God. I thank him too. I thank him for you. TJ 1462 says, God brought me here. Amen. He sure did. So why don't we go to the Lord in prayer today? In Jesus' name, let's bow our heads together and let's pray for joy and peace, not shame and pain and despair. Big shout out to Ryan Matta, by the way, who's watching right now, who's been working incredibly hard to get truth out there of children who are being trafficked and hurt. And we pray for Ryan and his safety on his church, on his travels as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, in Jesus' name. Father God in heaven, Lord, we know that so many of us make so many bad decisions, and so many of us make so many mistakes. And unlike the authorities and the leadership in the earthly world, in the spiritual world, you forgive us every single time and every single time we fall, every single time we waver, every single time that we wander off this narrow path that you've set for us, you are there with open arms to say it's okay. You don't even yell at us. You don't scream at us. You don't call us names or call us worthless or stupid. You say, that's okay, my son. That's okay, my daughter. People do this. People make mistakes. Welcome back. Lord, above all, you provide wisdom. Wisdom is a free gift that's all around us. Everywhere we look, there's wisdom in something and we reject it so much and we are so, so, so sorry for that. Lord, help us. Help us gain wisdom and soak in wisdom with every opportunity and not reject that wisdom so that we can spread the gospel in a mature, guided, godly manner. We pray for this Godcast today to spread far and wide and that those that are listening and watching both live and later not only show some love and like the word but share and spread the gospel, not gossip. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I know that there are people watching right now That still don't fully believe the Bible. I know there are people watching right now that still don't really believe and feel the power of God and they don't know exactly why they are here. Now, I don't have all the answers. But I do have the answer to that question. Why you're here. And if this, what I just said describes you or pertains to you in any way, You don't have to chime in in the live chat about it, although admitting it to this family is very powerful and will give you strength like you've never known. But if this applies to you or describes you, I can answer that question, why you're here. God brought you here. The very same Father in heaven that you don't know for sure, if he exists, you don't know for sure because you have not seen him with your own eyes. Trust me, he brought you here. That's why you're here. And maybe you do believe in God. Maybe you do believe in Jesus fully, but you don't know what he has you here for. That's why you're here. Now my friend Ryan Matta, who's watching right now, like I said, he's uh he's working in a very dangerous realm right now, bringing forth whistleblowers who feel that LFA TV is a place where they are truthfully going to be able to get out their word. And what he's finding, what Ryan is finding, is weighing on his heart. I can promise you it's weighing on his heart because it's weighing on my heart. Children being molested, raped, trafficked, murdered, that is the kind of level of truth that we are exposing. And we need a prayer for an armor of God right now over everybody that's trying to get out the truth and the word and the gospel of God. Ladies and gentlemen, so many people love living in ignorance. So many people love the saying, ignorance is bliss. And they love living in a world where they don't have to know the truth. But who would want to do that? Can I ask you? Who would want to live in a life of lies and not know or reject the truth so they can live comfortably knowing that they're living in a lie? Who would literally want to do that? No matter which life is going to be set before you knowing the truth, I would rather live in the truth and suffer than live in a lie and be blissfully ignorant and die and go to a place called hell because I rejected the truth. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is not bliss no matter how many times you hear somebody say that. Who actually believes that living a lie and not knowing is better than having the truth? That is lazy. Or it's just flat out rejecting God. You will reap what you sow on this earth in this finite life. However, the Bible tells us while we're here how to live a long and prosperous life in the word of God and in the spirit of the Lord. We do it by gaining knowledge that is a free gift from God. That's how we do it. We do it by gaining knowledge through wisdom and understanding and letting things go and opening your heart to the Holy Spirit. That's how you do it. And God says, if you seek, you will find, right? How many of you know who Danny Goki is? I'm sure you know who he is. Danny Goki is a famous Christian worship singer, but he's also a pastor in his own right. And how the funny thing about this playing this video came to be is this I found this video by Danny Goki, didn't even know what he was saying. Just saw the title that says the Bible is the coolest thing. I saved it, archived it to watch it later to maybe show you if it was relevant to the story that I was talking about. So I didn't even watch it at first. I just saved it based on seeing Danny Goki's face and seeing the title. When I got here to work this morning and I prayed and I asked God to show me where to go, God brought me to Proverbs. And God brought, brought me to Proverbs to talk to you about wisdom. So I started reading the verses and I started going, well, that's great. Well, that's great. Well, that's great. Well, that's great. And the verse ended up being 13 verses in a chapter of Proverbs because I could not choose which one to shorten and give you. So I gave you the whole thing. Then, ladies and gentlemen, after I did the newsletter and I was getting the show together, to decide which one I wanted to show when, then I watched the Danny Goki video, and then I 100% why God brought it to my no, why God brought it to my attention today, especially today. Put my headphones on because I want to hear this right along with you. This is how the Lord works in my life, and this is how I trust Him to work in my life. Let's roll this clip.
2: Psalm 34, the Bible says the coolest thing. It asks the question. It says right here in in verse 12, it says, does anyone want to live a life that's long and prosperous? Uh, yeah, that'd be me and probably you too. It lays out steps. Let's see what the steps are to live long and prosperously. Number one, keep your tongue from speaking evil. You know that the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. There's so many references. You can invite hell into your life and shorten your life or you can invite heaven into your life and live a long life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And it says, turn your lips away from telling lies. Lies cut short. I don't know how that works, but God says it's true. It says, turn away from evil. In Proverbs 3, verse 7, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. And right here it says, it's health to your flesh and life to your bones. Can you believe that? Turning away from evil actually brings life to your bones and to your body and health. And it says, search for peace and maintain to work at that. Maintain at having peace. The Bible says, enviness is like rottenness to the bones. As we can see here, it's your choice to live a long, prosperous life or your choice to live a very hard, difficult life. And it's all dependent on which way you choose. Choose life. Choose the scriptures, choose God's way because it's so much easier.
1: Wow, 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 wow. So he went right to Proverbs, right where I was, but he's talking about how to live a long, prosperous life. How do you do that? You can only do that through heavenly wisdom, meaning that you can only do it by reading the Bible and looking at the instructions for a long, prosperous life in the Word. Not prosperous and monetary or material things. Maybe, if that's what God will is. But that's not what we're talking about here. You can either live a good, joyful, and peaceful life, or you can live a life of shame, pain, and despair, and short. And it's all up to you by how much wisdom you want to retain and then apply to your life. And I'm telling you, I am living proof of this. Franco, redneck, And Nick Ratliff's mom, we need to sing happy birthday to. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Redneck, Franco, and Nick's beloved beautiful mom. Happy birthday to all of you. For a birthday present. Oh, Franco is Redneck. Okay, my bad. Franco. Franco. Listen to me for your birthday present today. Gain some heavenly wisdom. It's the best thing that you could get. JL Jazz's birthday too? JL, oh, Jen, happy birthday to you too, Jen. God bless you. I can't sing that many times. (laughs) Frank and Redneck is the same person. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Boy, we got a lot of birthdays today. Franco got two. Franco got his uh, his, uh, third person self and his self, right? Okay, I want to go to the verse of the day for you, because it's rather long, and I want to read it for you in its entirety, because like I said, I could not pick, (laughs) you know what I mean, I could not pick, so give me one second here, here we go. Today's verse of the day is titled, You sleep in the bed that you make. You sleep in the bed that you make. Proverbs one twenty, all the way to one thirty-three. That's a lot of verses. Here we go. Wisdom calls aloud outside. Take these off. Me too, in God's hands. In God's hands says I need a tissue every day. Me too. Okay. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the opening of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. We're talking about wisdom here, folks. Quote, how long, you simple ones? Will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called you and, re- and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. You know what that's called? That's called a guilty conscience. Knowing that you should have done what was right. When wisdom is saying, I will mock you, that's not God saying, I will mock you. That is wisdom, and that's your Holy Spirit, and that's your guilty conscience saying, I should have done what's right and you feel stupid, and you feel ridiculous and dumb for not choosing the right decision, that's mocking. That's wisdom mocking you. When your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, they will call, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. Think about that. I should have, I could have, I would have. Too late. Don't be a should have, could have, would have kind of guy. Or kind of gal. It'll be too late. They will seek me diligently, but I will not, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge. And did not choose to fear the Lord they would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell, in safe, dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Is that not what Danny Goki just said in that video that we just showed? Is that not exactly what he just described as living a long and prosperous life? Joyful and peaceful? The basic instructions before leaving earth, the B-I-B-L-E, the great Bible, is more than a book. It's the living, breathing word of God, and it never dies, and it's never irrelevant. Ever. If it was, then it wouldn't continue to be the best-selling book day in and day out, over and over and over every single year. People are seeking the Word of God. Most that seek it get deterred and then never go back, and that's sad. That's why it's called the narrow path. Defund the liberals. You are right. Either way, you will learn. Amen. Amen. Karen Mel says, hello, everyone. Been in and out, so I missed a lot of you. Well, we missed you too, and we're glad to have you back. Freedom says, love you, family. I need to get moving. It's going to be a long day at D.C. Federal Courthouse and Senate hearing at the Capitol Board at 3.30, Capitol Police Board. Well, you enjoy that and report back to us what you find out, okay? Thank you very much. We haven't even got into our books yet. But before we do, let me read for you what I wrote about the verse of the day. I said, you reap what you sow You made your bed, now you have to sleep in it. You caused this mess, now it's up to you to find your way out. How many of you have heard those sayings in your life? Ignorance is bliss. You've heard all those, right? Most of our logic and all of our wisdom comes from God. He freely makes it available to you. The devil uses anything and everything at his disposal To keep you dumb, confused, and ignorant, focusing on finite things that don't do anything for you of value whatsoever. That is his goal. To keep you mindlessly and hopelessly focused on anything but God and the free gift he offers you in all your days. Now, nine times out of ten, we know what the right thing to do is. And yet, a lot of the time, we just say, oh well... And make the wrong decision because it feels right in the moment. They say that ignorance is bliss and I do not agree. I have been ignorant. And I have refused the correct information. Even when I knew it could be true. And my life was nothing but one big hot mess. Truth shall shall set all of us free. And I would rather know the truth of all things and gain wisdom than living, making decisions blindlessly and aimlessly into nothingness. Today, I praise God for wisdom. I thank Jesus for dying so that we may gain it. And in his holy name, I pray, amen. How many of you following me so far? How many of you get it? How many of you understand what I'm talking about? But more importantly, how many of you agree or disagree with me? And if you disagree, let us know in the live chat why. One thing that you're going to learn about Rise Up is that Rise Up is not like Live from America. Live from America, Jeremy, what were those verses again? Proverbs 1, 20 through 33. Proverbs 1, 20 through 33. Now, in Rise Up, I don't lean on any of my own understanding. I have no agenda outside of God's will, and I'm not trying to make you believe something that I believe based on evidence or trying to get you to agree or disagree with me based on evidence or stuff that you might fit find based on your perception of that evidence. Rise Up is all about the Word of God, and I give it to you as is written. And the only proof that I give you comes from God that's in those verses. I don't add to and I don't subtract from. All I do that has to do with my part in this is tell you how it affected me in my life. So Rise Up is a very different show from Live From America. You're not agreeing or disagreeing with Jeremy on Rise Up. You're agreeing or disagreeing with God. Now, you may agree or disagree with my application of it in my life and what I should and shouldn't have done, But you can agree or disagree with Jeremy Harrell and live from America. You can't disagree with God. And I lean only on the Holy Spirit for this show. Just wanted to get that out there. If you have one-minute prayer for dads, please turn to page 84. Please turn to page 84. Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things here on earth. And this is titled Kingdom Wisdom. How fitting. A dad with a heavenly mindset will be more effective here on earth. Why? Because he has his priorities in order. That's why. When you know what really matters, what really comes first, all the rest falls into place. Stay focused on things above and on doing God's will. Success will be yours. Maybe not the success that you thought you'd have as a child. Success nonetheless. Lord, some days it's hard not to be concerned with things that are here on earth. Yet you call me as a man and as a dad to something greater, something higher. You call me to be a part of your kingdom even while I live out this earthly life. As I seek first your kingdom, I'll find the things of earth strangely dim, as the old hymns put it. I'll also find, as it's revealed in Matthew 6.33, that if I seek first your kingdom, my earthly needs, food, drink, clothing, will be added to me by default. This is true. I'm going to tell you this. Personally, I made more money in my job than I do at my salary here in Live From America. Now, the business of LFA TV is doing pretty well. It could do do far better. But my salary is less than it was when I worked in IT. And I have more today than I had then. Not only in peace, joy, joy, the word of God, but I'm talking about like even material things. We make, we stretch things out. We make things last longer. We don't abuse. We're smarter with the stuff that we spend our money on because we have less of it, but I seem to have a fuller life. I mean, maybe not even material things. I just seem to have a fuller life than I did when I was making more money. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, I guess it's living proof that, that what I just read is true. You should have a fuller life. Feels fuller anyway. Father, your kingdom has, fir- has first place in my life. Your kingdom informs the way that I parent my kids. Thank you for your kingdom wisdom as a dad. Terry says, my dog was bitten in the face. Turns out it was a snake. It's now healing. Amen. We were praying. Amen. Amen. There it is, Beanery. You appreciate what you have now. That might be true. That might be be it. Jeremy, your treasures are in heaven. That's even more true. Amen. It is great, isn't it? God first always. Now, you know, when we're evangelizing, we're tell, we tell people that we are living proof. We are living proof. But that's not, you know, it doesn't prove anything to them. You might be able to say, well, I did X, Y, and Z. And now my life is better. And they go, okay, well, you're telling me that doesn't prove anything to me. How can, what you're saying, how can you believe in that book so much that what you're saying is true? You're just believing what you read in a book. But ladies and gentlemen, isn't that where most of our wisdom comes from? Literature, writings, testimony, scripture, books. I never met Einstein. I know he exists because of books and writing and literature and things that he published. I never met Caesar, but I know he existed First of all, because he was talked about in the Bible, but because of writings, historical facts. Everything that we know is from books. What are people talking about? I I, I love that argument. It's always so great when somebody goes, well, how do you know that everything in that book is true? How do you know you're getting all of your knowledge from a book? Well, yeah, and the knowledge that I got from that book when applied... Because it's an instruction booklet. When applied, it made everything better. That's the living proof. Well, I don't believe you. Well, you've not also read the book. <laughs> Jeremy, how do you know? How do you not? How do you know? You haven't even read the book. You seem to have all the answers. Well, you seem to have none. Which would you rather follow? A person that claims to have the answers or a person that claims, I don't know, Confucius, Muhammad, Buddha, they all said, we don't know. I'm not the way. Couldn't tell you. Jesus said, I am the way. Which would you rather follow? And not even just in a faith-based perspective. Even talking about life. If you're in an apocalyptic world, or you're in some kind of very bad situation, and one person there says, hey, I know the way out. And another person says, I have no idea. (laughs) Which one are you going to follow? That's what blows my mind about atheists that refuse to read the Bible. You think you have all the answers, but you don't know. Do you know? No, I don't know. Well, then I guess I, guess I have the upper hand in this conversation then. Hey, like It's just the most common sense argument. Everything that we know, we know from past. Books, experiences, testimony, scripture, publishings, speeches, I'm following the person that claims they know the answers. Not the person that says, well, I don't know, but that's not it. <laughs> you notice that's the, you notice that an agnostic or an atheist, that's their biggest argument. You say you have the truth. Well, I do. Well, how do you know? Because I know. Do you have the truth? No. But I know that yours isn't. Oh, thanks. Great job. You did great, great debate. Keep being lost. I'm going to move on and go spread seeds somewhere else now. Check out this video.
0: How do you know Jesus existed if it wasn't told to you? If it wasn't put in a book for you, mistranslated through time?
3: It's always interesting to hear someone say uh, that how can you believe Jesus existed when you're learning it from a book that may have been mistranslated or changed in time? Because we have no problem believing that Einstein existed, and I don't believe you ever met him. Uh, you have no problem believing that the Hughes brothers existed in a plane, uh, even though the results is a plane that now flies in the air. You have a problem believing he existed. They're in a book, and everything that you know about life and its past, you read from a book. The question becomes: Is the book credible? And God has shown in every way. That the Word of God, the Holy Scripture, is more than credible. From how many books are in the Old Testament to how many are in the New Testament and how the entirety of the Bible reflects the entirety of the tabernacle in the Old Testament. Everything in Scripture, even to the place of how the King James translation was translated, all of it refers back to the entirety of Scripture. And because you know this then definitely you know that Jesus existed and the word is true. How do you know Jesus?
1: And ladies and gentlemen, the people that have said, you know what? I'm not just going to sit here and say, I don't have the answers. Oh, well, but I know your answer isn't correct. The people who have actually said, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong, ended up proving the Christian right and proving themselves wrong. Lee Strobel is probably the most famous example, but there are millions of people that set out to prove the Bible wrong, which would be refuting wisdom, which would be literally rejecting wisdom. And when they do it, they realize, wow, I was wrong every single time. How about the fact that if you're talking about, is the book credible? How about everything the Bible has ever said would happen up to this point has happened? How about that? How about the fact that Jesus came and fulfilled scripture? Scripture from the Old Testament that said this will happen, 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 happen, and this will happen. And it all did. There's credibility there outside of witness testimony, which, by the way, in a court of law, when you put your hand on the Bible and go, I promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me, God. That testimony convicts people and sends them to prison for life. And we've got more testimony that the Bible is true, and is credible than any other writing of any historical thing ever to ever exist. Just so you know. So for all those people out there that refuse to read the Bible and ultimately refuse God's existence and ultimately refuse Jesus Christ did what he said he did, resurrected, died for us, all that, they know the truth. They're stubborn lazy, ignorant, and unwilling, and they will die, and they will live eternity in pain, suffering, and sorrow. You know when you feel pain, suffering, and sorrow, depression, you feel like nobody loves you, some of you might have even been at the brink of committing suicide, that's nothing compares to what waits for you in hell. Just like your pain here is Even your greatest times here are nothing compares to what waits for you in heaven. Again, it's like insurance. Which one do you want to go for? Now, you shouldn't look at Jesus as your ultimate insurance. You should look at him as your savior and want a relationship with him. But if you're just starting out and you're like, hmm, let's look at this logically here. Maybe that'll set you on a path to reading the word. See, you know why people don't read the Bible? They're afraid to read the Bible. My friends, people I know personally that won't read it, but will read every other book under the sun claiming they have the answers. They don't read it because they're afraid. That's that's the simple truth. They don't read it because they're afraid. There is no other logical or spiritually um, spiritual reason why they wouldn't read it. They're searching for answers. They've always got an argument. They've always got an I don't know, but they won't read from the book that says I know. I am the way, the truth, the life. Nope, don't want to read that one though. I'll read some fictional book about somebody who floats around in existence in, in the universe talking about how great it is. Ooh, but I won't read anything else. Nope. Afraid. And I'm not mad at those people. I pity those people. I'm, 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 I'm truly scared for those people's, the rest of their existence. There's no hope. There's no way out. Ignorance to them is what? Bliss? Well, they don't look like they're living in joy and happiness, so I don't know what it is. Ignorance is accepted. That's what it is. And it makes me so... You want to know what makes me angry? I'll tell you what makes me angry. It makes me angry when my friends and family sit down and ask me 100 loaded questions... And won't accept one answer as being fact or truth. That's what makes me mad. I say, go read it. No, don't want to. Okay. Well, then you're being stupid. Do you like being stupid? I didn't like being stupid. I wanted to be not stupid. So I started embracing truth, facts, evidence, proof. Which led me to a sight of of Jesus that you can't explain to somebody. I might not have been one of those people that set out to disprove Christianity and then ended up stumbling on Jesus. No, that wasn't me. I was like Paul, though. I persecuted Christians and I took every every opportunity that I could to tell them how stupid and wrong they were and laughed at them. Now, some of you know this story. Some of you do not. Most of you probably do. I'm sorry for being redundant. But I can remember in 2015, sitting in the parking lot of a bank, waiting for the bank to open, decided to do a Facebook Live, and sat there and literally criticized, mocked, and laughed at Jesus' mother Mary and said, all you moronic Christians, you idiotic Christians. Actually, back then, I probably used the F word and everything else. All you effing Christians, you morons, you idiots. I said, which one is more likely? I'm, I'll never forget saying this. And, 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 I, and I've, I'm forgiven and I've forgiven myself, but which one is more likely? I said, that Mary just miraculously, oops, there's a baby inside me and I'm going to give birth to a, the son of God. Or Mary was kind of a floozy and decided to, I don't know, tiptoe outside the village and spend the night with this man, that man, and this man, and probably got passed around like a party favor. I said those things and laughed and mocked the mother of Jesus. So when I tell you in 2016, the following year, that I wanted absolutely zero zip zilch, not a nothing to do with Christianity, but God said, no, I've got different plans for you, sir. That's how it happened for me. That's how it happened for me. So <laughs> I think everybody's got a story. But I didn't set out to prove it wrong. I set out to mock, to persecute, to laugh at, to criticize. And God ended up going, You can't beat God, dummy. Well, He didn't call me a dummy, but you can't beat God. What are you, a fool? Come on now. Let me show you a little something, something. And that's what he did. He showed me a lot of something, something. Not a little something, something. OFP Farm said no worse than the rumors that were floating around while she was alive. Well, there you go. That's true. Guy said, hold on, fool. I'm going to show you something. Psh, psh. Woke me up a little bit. Amanda said, and that is how I started watching Jeremy on Facebook. (laughs) Exactly. Very different world back then for me, I tell you that. The joke was on you, Jeremy. God is always ready to change someone's heart when they least expect it. Amen. So did Paul, and God showed him. God blinded Paul. So now you're going to see. Check that out. Think about that. That's, that's, a, that's a weird saying, isn't it? Now I'll blind you. Now you're blind. Now you're going to see. But wait a minute.
4: Woo!
1: That should be a shirt. I just made that up. Potential spam trying to call me on my, my hour of power. Come on now. Now you're blind. Now you're going to (laughs) see. Powerful right there. I like it. Truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. I don't want to reject it no matter how bad the news is. I don't want to ignore it. I don't want to shun it. I want to soak in truth like Superman soaks in the yellow sun to get his powers. Devil trying to throw you off your testimony. Amen. That's exactly what it is. God doesn't call men fools. Oh, he doesn't? go back to the verse of the day. I mean, I could be wrong. Let's go back to the verse of the day here, and let me read here. Because I'm pretty sure in this verse that I just read, a man who, or a woman, who denies heavenly wisdom is a fool. Let's just read here. I'm going to read through this real quick and see if I can find it again. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, there it is. There it is. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Pretty sure that men are called fools for rejecting the word of God throughout the Bible. Now, I know somebody would come back and say, well, wait a minute, that was written in Proverbs. That was written by somebody, but inspired by God. Fools hate knowledge. Fools aren't frogs. not talking about frogs, Eric. ain't talking about cats. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to start an argument here. If the Bible is inspired word by God, fools are mentioned many, 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 many times. oh Oh, no I lost my uh I lost my page here dang it see if I can find it again well we're getting close to the end anyway but it was talking about truth and talking about demanding truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth I think verse calls out all liberals these (laughs) days yeah I think it does I think it does. Jeremy, maybe you need a t-shirt that says, Not Today, Satan. Yeah, I'd wear that all the time. I'd wear that all the time. God is the only reason I'm still alive, says Bobby. God's children are not fools. That's right, because we have accepted the word of God. And we've accepted the truth. So no, we are not fools. Not today, Satan. I'm on the God train. Jesus said many times, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you could have chosen to listen. Conservatives says, I think I'm going to have it tattooed on my back. Not today, Satan. Yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of regret all my tattoos, actually, to be honest with you, even, even the ones that have my kids' names. I just, me personally, I regret mine, but, all right, let's read from this last thing here, temptation, temptation, don't be a fool and be tempted to the devil, James 1-2, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, well, how do you endureth temptation? Wisdom, Right? You can't do it without the wisdom that we've been talking about this whole show. It's all connected. For when he has tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to, him that lo- to them that love him. Revelation 3.10 Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwelleth upon the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, evil abounds in our fallen world and there are temptations around every corner. The devil never takes a day off, so be wary. We need to turn away from the lure of evil and place our lives in the center of God's will. How do you do that? How do you do it? Wisdom wisdom that's how you do it all right ladies and gentlemen that is going to conclude our show for the day and i'm going to do like i always do take you out with some good music here from the lord because of who you are god bless you all thank you for being here on this rise up morning we've got sean farish and ungoverned coming up next and again do not forget ryan mattis show at 2 p.m today will be absolutely powerful thank you for joining in Thank you for rising up. I love you. um, Sean Farish next and then live from America. God bless you. Thank you.
0: Jesus for you. You know, we have a tendency to respond only when he does something for us. And that is okay. We have a responsibility to respond when the Lord does something for us. But are you going to have that same response every moment? Because of
4: who you are